Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day eight of our 120-day Upper Room Prayer Campaign. Today, we're going to talk about dominion. Let me ask you, when is the last time you saw a devil cast out? When is the last time you cast one out? The reality is that over 70% of Jesus' earthly ministry was spent casting out demons. It's not only a biblical truth, it's a New Testament norm that many do not move in or even commonly see. And the reason for that is, is because it's one of the few things the devil doesn't like to counterfeit. Because deliverance proves that the power of the kingdom of God is greater than the powers of hell and that the kingdom is here now. Every other miracle that you see Jesus doing in his ministry, we've seen in the Old Testament done by others. Healing of the sick was done by the priest. Prophecy was done by prophets and many false prophets. In scripture, there were actually biblically always far more false prophets than true prophets. Just because somebody gives you a word doesn't mean that it's coming from God or from the Holy Spirit. The devil knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows exactly what to say to ease and please your flesh. Even raising the dead happened in the Old Testament. We see it in Elijah and Elisha. Both of them raised dead children. But the one thing that you never saw before Christ was the casting out of demons. And if you watched the lesson that I linked up in the description of yesterday's podcast, you understand why. Because of the order of creation and the natural ranking of authorities before Christ, it was not possible for humans to move in authority against the demonic, which are of angelic nature. But because of Christ, because he has lifted us up, because he has brought us into the family of God and made us the head and not the tail, made us above and not below, put all things under our feet. Now we are elevated and ranked far above even the angels, which means we now have authority, joint heirs with Christ, equal inheritors of all things, including his authority, so that even the demons are subject unto us in his name. This is why the 70 that Jesus sent out came back so excited, saying, Lord, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us in your name. They were surprised. They were excited because this was a new thing. This is something they had never experienced or even heard of before. In the months leading up to the revealing of Jesus' public ministry, John the Baptist preached throughout the country, Repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repenting means turn away from your sins, humble yourself before God, seek his face, his ways. Repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Repentance is important. There can be no other function of salvation or importation except that once you have repented. Jesus said, unless you all repent, you will all likewise perish. This is why God sent forth the decree to repent from John the Baptist before he sent forth the word of salvation by Jesus Christ because you have to choose to humble yourself to turn away from your wicked ways and seek him and ask him and believe him for the power and the authority and the ability to 
to walk in that. If the repentance is the faith part, that's your part. The salvation is the grace part. That's God's part. He will pour out his grace, his saving grace, which, which the definition of grace is God's favor, his power, and his divine influence. It is the grace. It is the favor that lifts you up from beneath and brings you above and puts you in the family of God, which gives you the authority against the enemy to crucify the flesh, to mortify the body, to say, get ye behind me, Satan, to put him under your feet and to walk in the authority and the power of our God. John the Baptist preached, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. But something interesting happens in Luke eleven fourteen. It says this, and while Jesus was casting out a devil and it was dumb, in other words, it was causing the person to not be able to speak. By the way, many, not all, but many of the healings in Jesus's ministry came by way of casting out a demon. He even identifies in one woman a literal spirit of infirmity. Now, that does not mean that every person who is sick is possessed because there was a blind man who was healed. And the disciples said, well, who sinned? He was he was blind from birth. Was it him or his parents? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. He was born this way so that God would receive glory. In other words, God had allowed his sickness from birth. He had ordained it for the sole reason that his miracle, his healing might bring revival. And so we see that not every sickness is rooted in the, in the demonic, but many, many are because many healings came by way of the casting out of spirits. We see through scripture, people that could not speak. We see people who were contorted or twisted people that were that had physical ailments in their body, people that had involuntary motions of their body throughout scripture that is a very common indication. The Bible says that a man who is not in control of his own spirit is like a city without walls. In other words, he's let his guard down and the enemy has overrun and you and then you see this manifested in these involuntary body movements. That is a biblical truth that is laid out throughout scripture, Old Testament and New. So there are many physical manifestations that demons caused. But in this case, it was causing the person to not be able to speak. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake and the people wandered. But some of them said, he casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of devils and others tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. In other words, they were saying, do us a miracle. Give us a, give us something that gratifies our flesh. Give us a sign. Give us a wonder. Give us a miracle. Give us something that entertains us. When he had just cast the devil out of a person that set them free and changed their life. But listen to how Jesus responds. He said, but he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? He's talking about kingdoms here. How shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. But if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Apparently some of the priests' sons were among the seventy that had went out. Therefore shall they be your judge. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, then no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. In other words, 
the sign, the definitive sign that the kingdom of God is here now is that that kingdom overrules and overpowers the authority of the lesser kingdom that was. We know that many gifts and signs can be counterfeited. We know that the Antichrist spirit, which we will talk about soon, works in signs and lying wonders according to scripture. But the real power of the kingdom, according to Jesus Christ, that proves that the kingdom of God has come, that it is here now in a present place, is when its authority overrules the authority of a lesser kingdom. And you see that come forth in deliverance, when even the demons are subject unto us in his mighty name. My friend, the kingdom of God has come. It is here. Now, John the Baptist preached that it is at hand. And Jesus, whenever the manifestation of the casting out of demons was demonstrated, he said, it is here now. And I can tell you according to scripture what is required to bring the kingdom of heaven into your situation. To see it manifest here now in your life or where you are. Because Jesus laid it out very plainly in the Our Father. The disciples came and they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he laid out this pattern prayer. It wasn't meant to be vain repetition. In fact, he says leading up to it, do not pray in vain repetition like the heathens do. For they think they will be heard of God for their much babbling. Babbling does not draw God. Letting yourself be used by the Holy Spirit to speak for the rhema word of God does. We're going to talk about that in the coming days. However, he gave us a pattern of what a perfect prayer is. And within that prayer, he said, Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is he saying there? He's given us a pattern. God, your kingdom will come when your will is done on earth just like it is in heaven there are many people that move in false manifestations but the bible says test the spirits to see whether or not they are of god because many spirits have gone out into the world but we see here the pattern of when the true power of the kingdom of god comes we see deliverance we see people set free we see lives changed It doesn't matter if you fall out and flip around for three hours. If you get up unchanged, you were not touched by God. Because though God never changes, everything he touches does. And when the hand of the Almighty God touches a life, it is changed forever. The power of the kingdom of God is available, but it's only available to those who will do the Father's will. When his will is done on earth, just like it is in heaven, then... His kingdom comes and you see real power, you see real deliverance, you see real change. And of course, most importantly, because you're not going to walk in his will without it is faith. Everything comes by faith. Everything comes back down to faith, but we can't have faith in our own faith. And I think this is where a lot of people get messed up. They think if I believe hard enough, it will be. That is faith in yourself. That is faith in your own faith. Scripturally, faith means believing what Jesus said. We have to have faith in his words. We have to have faith in who he is and what he did. We have to believe, but we have to believe him. We can't believe what the preacher said. We can't believe what we think. We can't believe in our own belief. We can't believe that we have the power if we just try hard enough or think hard enough or imagine hard enough. We have to have faith in what he said. We have to have enough faith to say, not my will be done, but yours. What you say, I trust. What you want, I trust. What your plan is, I trust. And I will give up everything 
to walk in it. In fact, Jesus said that if you're not willing to do this, then you cannot be counted as his disciple. And it's an interesting thing because we tend to categorize Christianity and disciple in two different areas, but it's not so because in the book of Acts, it says that the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch, meaning that anytime Jesus talked about a disciple, he was, he was really talking about Christians because you cannot be a Christian unless you are a disciple because Jesus never used the word Christian. Jesus used the word disciple and the word disciple means a disciplined student of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Unless we are disciplined students of the teachings of Jesus Christ, then we cannot truly be Christian. Do you know that the word Christian literally means to be Christ-like, the one who is striving to be like Christ? That's what a disciple did. He spent time with his rabbi and he did everything in his power to be like him. And it was the height of blasphemy and disrespect to claim the name of a rabbi, but not rightly represent his character or his teachings to others. But when we come into alignment with his word, his teachings, then he is with us. And therefore the kingdom is with us. And therefore the power is with us and deliverance comes because dominion is there. Let's talk a little more about dominion before we get into the prayer. We look at our commission. We see the great commission, but do we realize that that is actually the second commission? The first commission we were given from the beginning. When God looked at Adam and Eve and he said, be fruitful and multiply, take dominion and subdue the earth. He's talking about the physical earth here. Our first commission from God was to take physical dominion over the earth. To be physically fruitful and multiply and to take physical dominion over the earth. Then when Jesus comes, he gives us a second commission, the great commission. And Jesus said, all power and authority and dominion under heaven and earth has been given unto me. So now I send you out under the authority of that power. Go ye into all the worlds and make disciples of this gospel, the good news that he has taught, the good news that he has brought, the good news that he has overcome the world, the enemy, that that lesser kingdom, that he has gained the keys, that he has defeated death, hell, and the grave, that he has overcome the enemy. Go share that good news. The things that he taught, he said, everything that I taught and I will be with you. And I and we wonder why we don't see the greater manifestations of God's glory and the change in people's life. And I think it's because we're not teaching everything that Jesus taught. He said, go and tell them everything whatsoever I ever told you. Give them this gospel, not a gospel, not just some good news. Give them this gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or we could reword the second commission a little more simply like this. Jesus basically told them, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion and subdue the earth spiritually. See, the first commission was to be physically fruitful and multiply and take physical dominion over the earth. The second commission was to be spiritually fruitful and multiply and take spiritual dominion. So it is our commission from the beginning and to the end, to take dominion. Have you ever been asked, if God is so powerful and omnipotent, why does he need people to pray? The truth of the matter is, is that we were created to take dominion. It is our job. And though God can do it without us, he will never do what he tells us to do. He's waiting for alignment, obedience, and faith that we would do it. 
He has caused us to take dominion and he's waiting for us to take authority to possess the land that he has given into our hand and to kick the devil out of it. He's waiting for us to believe that he has already overcome. He's waiting for us to liberate others who don't know that he has already defeated that evil dictator, that old taskmaster that we used to be bound under. Today, we're going to start to fulfill our commission and we're going to take dominion and we're going to take territory, but you can't expect to go out and take territory when you haven't taken dominion over the land that he has already given you. Look at it with a military mind. You have to have a base of operation. You have to make sure your own camp is clear before you go starting to try to liberate somebody else's. And so today we're going to pray some prayers and they're going to be a little different than what we've prayed before because we're going to make sure that we take authority, that we take dominion and we kick the devil out of our own land, out of our own ground. And then we're going to begin to expand out and start taking the territory around us before we start taking our city. The first territory that you have to take dominion over is your mind and you have full authority to do it. It is yours. You have dominion. It is your land. It is yours. You can kick the devil out of it at any time. And far too often we sit there and have conversations in our head with the devil and let him confuse and confound us when we have the authority to speak to that mountain and cast him out. When Jesus talked about speaking to the mountain, he was talking about casting out spirits. You cast out those vain imaginations. We cast out every vain imagination that exalts itself above the glory of God. We can take authority over those thoughts. Stop fighting with it in your head and speak it out loud in the name of Jesus. This is my mind. This is my body. I take authority. I take dominion and you have to go in the name of Jesus. And he has to listen. If you are repentant, if you are washed in the blood of Jesus, if you are filled with his Holy Ghost, you are the head and not the tail. You are lifted up. He is under your feet and he has no choice but to listen. The devil's a bully. The devil's a bluff and he'll try to push his way around but the more he starts to realize that you know your authority the quicker he'll start submitting after you take dominion over the territory of your mind then you move out into your house take dominion over the territory of your house it is your home it is your space you have all right and authority and everything that you tell to go has to go Get you some olive oil and anoint the walls. The Bible says that God commanded Moses to anoint the relics of the temple to sanctify them holy unto the Lord. Holy means set apart. In other words, dedicated unto the Lord. The oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit. There's no power in the oil, but in the faith that it activates when you use it to represent the Holy Spirit to say everything that this oil touches, I sanctify, set apart unto the Lord. It is for the Lord. It is for the Lord's use and devil, you cannot have it. You cannot touch it. Get out of my house. This is the land of my inheritance. This is my territory and you have to go. Once you've taken authority over the territory of your mind and of your own house, then you can start expanding out and start warring for the territory of your church and your church members and your church family. You start warring over your church. Pastors, you go and anoint that church and do the same thing. You take authority over the house that God has planted you as an authority in. 
And once you've done that, and that might take some warring, and let me tell you something, it's going to take some fasting. There is power and there is authority and there is dominion, but it comes at a price. And believe me, fasting is the least of those prices because the devil's going to get mad. He's going to get stirred up. He's going to start to attack, but you've got to be willing to stand your ground and trust that though many are the afflictions of the righteous, God delivers them out of them all. And he always moves to vindicate and validate his own in the end. So put on the full armor of God and stand your ground. Understand that Ephesians 6 never said, put on the armor of God and go attack someone with it. It never said, put on the armor of God and go to war. It said, put on the armor of God so that you will be able to stand while you're being attacked. Stand your ground and wait for the deliverance of the Lord because he will back you up with all the authority of heaven. But you got to start taking authority. You got to start taking dominion. We've got people trying to help other people out of their bondage when they're in bondage themselves. The Bible says you got to get the beam out of your own eye before you can help somebody else get a speck out of theirs. Take authority. A man who is not in control of his own spirit is like a city without walls. You are going to be overrun by the enemy. Your guard is down. Start binding and rebuking and putting the devil in his place, which is under our feet. It's time the church start having faith again, but faith in God and who he is and what he's done and not faith in all these vain imaginations that we have created to fluff our flesh. I love it. One, one Wednesday night, I was teaching a lesson on having faith for the fight and a little five-year-old girl stood up and she, and blessed our hearts and she just stomped her foot and said, we have to listen to God. You don't have to listen to the devil when he tries to tell you something. The devil's not the boss of you. <laughs> and it's true. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. The devil's not the boss of us. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We are overcomers. And only those, according to scripture, who have overcome will be seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we got to start learning how to overcome. Because once you have successfully taken dominion over your mind and your body and your own home and then your church, then you can start warring for your outer community. And once you've gained success in that area, then God is going to start sending you out to help others take theirs. And I've seen it and I've experienced, but you're going to have to fight a fight and it's going to require faith and it's going to require endurance and it's going to require prayer and it's going to require fasting because Jesus said that some go only through prayer and fasting. So if you're not willing to crucify the flesh and put your body in subjection and get in control of your own spirit, then you're going to be of no use in the fight. What good is an undisciplined soldier? We will discipline ourselves for our jobs and our careers. We will discipline ourselves for academia. We will discipline ourselves for sport. But we won't discipline ourselves to do the greater work of the kingdom unto the saving of souls. How skewed are our priorities? We've got to learn how to grow up, man up, and stand our ground. The devil is persistent and we need to learn how to be consistent. And when the enemy comes to try to bluff and bully and attack and things get a little uncomfortable, we got to learn how to shake that off and keep on. Because we're about to go into full-on spiritual warfare. And right now we're just setting the groundwork and the foundation to make sure that our camp is clear and that we have a base of operation before we launch out into the deep of what really needs to be done to see a city changed. 
but you've got to determine if you're really in it to win it. Jesus said, count the cost because it won't be easy, but it will be worth it. All he can do is bluff you into giving up, bluff you into backing down, bluff you into laying down and let him kick you while you're down. Because if you stand up and put your foot down, then you're going to put it down on him because that's his rightful place under our feet. And we're going to pray some prayers. I'm going to lead. It's going to be a little different today because I'm going to lead you in some prayers that I want you to pray with me and to come into agreement with because we have to lay this groundwork. I'm going to lead in personal prayers of authority and dominion over our own bodies, our own souls and our own minds. And you might think, well, I'm good. I don't need that. Do it anyway. What does it hurt? Oftentimes we need to be delivered of things that we don't even realize. The Bible talks about a spirit of fear. Fear comes by a spirit. It talks about a spirit of envy. Envy comes by a spirit. And actually it says in the, it says a couple of times in scripture in the old Testament, it's talking about, and the spirit of jealousy came upon the man and he became jealous. So if we see those times where we begin to envy or covet or be jealous or have offense, pride, bitterness, all of these things are things that we have to take authority and dominion against and cast out. We've got to start telling the devil, I am in control of my own spirit and I'm putting the walls up and I'm kicking you out. I'm taking my land back. You have to go. And so we're going to pray those prayers and I want every one of you to pray them in agreement with me. Even if you don't think you need it, what, what does it hurt? Do it anyway, because it's good to do. We need to make sure before we lay the foundations and then we're going to pray. I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to give you some instructional prayers on how to pray over your home and your house. Some of you probably already know this and do this, but just bear with me for those that don't. And if you do know how to do it, then take the time while we're praying these things to actually do it. Because it's very important to pray over your home and can claim your territory. And just because you did it once doesn't mean it's done. As ministers, I know for me personally, we do a lot of deliverance. And sadly, it's not something that the church really does a lot. So many people from many different churches will tend to come to us because their pastors are afraid of it. They don't understand it or they won't do it. And so we have a lot that come, not just from our own church, but from many other churches that come to be set free, that come for deliverance. And so many times within my home, there comes a point where I start to feel something that's not right and I have to take authority. I have to anoint. I have to clear the place again. And it may not be because of something I did, but because of something that came in with somebody that I let in. And so oftentimes we might think, oh, we're doing good. We're fine. But who did you let in your house? Because when you gave that person permission to come in, you gave everything in them permission to come in. And as ministers, we counsel people that come in with a lot of stuff or we do deliverance on people that come in with a lot of stuff. And so this is going to be a periodic thing that we need to recognize and learn how to do and, and start to take authority over our homes and claim our dominion. And then after that, we'll go into prayers for our churches and for our communities. And beginning tomorrow, we're going to start to talk more about the powers and principalities. So let's go into those prayers now. And the first thing we're going to do is take dominion over the territory of our minds. So I want you to pray these prayers with me, even if you have to repeat after me or just use it as a pattern to speak to the Lord yourself. So I'm going to pray it as though it were me. And we can all come into agreement with this. And I'm going to pray it a little slow in case you want to just repeat. But it, it can't just be vain repetition. It needs to be sincerely from your heart. So Lord, I come before you. And I acknowledge you 
as the son of the living God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that everything you did was to save my soul from hell and to give me a way of escape. God, come and cleanse me. God, I repent and I renounce all allegiance with the enemy, with hell, with the spirit of error. I come into alignment and agreement with your word and your will. God, I break every tie and every allegiance to the occult in any form even if I may not recognize what that was because so much of this culture is tied to the occult in movies, in video games, in books, in things and in areas, Lord, where I may not recognize that I have been tied to things that have given the enemy access. I renounce it. I repent of it. I turn away from it and I ask you to show it to me if there be things in my mind, in my heart, and in my home that need to go. God, I break oath with anything and anyone but you. God, if there be Masonic things in my background, in my lineage, in my heritage, I break oath and I break covenant with that because I am in one covenant, in covenant with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords by the covenant blood of Jesus Christ. I break tie, I break allegiance and I renounce it and I repent of it off of me and off of my lineage. I repent of all of my sins and I repent of the sins of my ancestors that may have affected me in the name of Jesus. God, cleanse the territory of my mind, of my soul, of my body. Cleanse me with your precious blood and fill me with your Holy Spirit. God, I am asking to drink of those living waters. Let your spirit come and cast out every other. I serve you and you alone. I trust you and you alone. I don't need tools of Egypt. I don't trust in the chariots of Egypt. I don't trust in the arm of the flesh. I put my faith in Christ alone. God, I surrender and I submit to you completely. Come and be the Lord of my life in every area. I say now, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Use me for your glory. Lead me by your spirit. Have your way in me. And now I take full and total authority and dominion as a joint heir with Christ, as a child of the living God against every spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. And I say that you must go. You cannot influence or speak to me anymore in the name of Jesus. I'm taking authority. I'm taking dominion. In the name of Jesus, I cast you out and I cast you into outer darkness. I cast you out. You cannot come back. You have no right and no authority. I know who I am and I know in whom my God is. And I'm pulling my rank and I'm commanding that you submit to the name that is above every other name. That name of Jesus Christ. Envy, you have to go. Jealousy, you have to go. Pride, you have to go. Desire for vain glory, you have to go. Selfishness, you have to go. Bitterness, you have to go. Offense, you have to go in the name of Jesus. Rebellion, you have to go in the name of Jesus. Every spirit. 
spirit, named or unnamed, if there's something that the Lord is putting in your heart or your mind right now, then you name that out. For some of you, it may be addiction. And addiction can fall in many areas, not just drugs or alcohol. It can fall in the area of food. If you are not in control of your own spirit, then you are a city without walls. So call those things out that the Lord is putting in your heart. I'm going to give you just a moment of silence for him to reveal things to you right now. Spirit of error, you have to go. I break every lie of the enemy. And God, I pray that you show them the source route. Because many times things come in or gain access because of things that happened to us a long time ago. And though we keep rebuking it, it keeps finding its way back to us to plague us. Because there's a source route, something that happened a long time ago that affected our character. That causes us to open the door to that thing. God, I pray that you reveal right now and in the coming day. Lord, even in the night when they lay down to go to sleep, that you begin to reveal things. If there be something there, God, that you reveal not only what it is so that they can take authority and speak to that mountain and cast it out into the sea, but Lord, that you reveal the root of it so that they can close that door and not allow it to return. I rebuke the fear of men. And as a broad net cast, I say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. So now we move to taking dominion over our home. It's good to take a little bit of that anointing oil to pray and praise the Lord and pray for a while and understand that the oil only represents the Holy Spirit and that that you are simply doing a physical act to demonstrate your faith in a spiritual act that is claiming the territory of your house and giving it unto the Lord and filling it with the Holy Spirit. It's no different than baptism. We know that we're not actually saved by the submergent of water, but we do it as an outward showing of an inward of an inward change of something that has happened in the spirit. So we do it as a public witness to prove our faith in it. And that's what the anointing of oil is. And, and the Bible even says in the New Testament, if there be any sick among you, bring them, let the elders of the church lay hands on them and anoint them with oil and they shall be made well. So there is biblical principle. Jesus himself and his disciples went around anointing with oil and praying for the sick but we do it often when we're praying over our home just as a point of contact to activate our faith in the things that we are saying and doing but the authority comes in the spirit the authority comes by faith so by faith in the name of Jesus we take authority and dominion over our homes and I pray that each person will go through their home and anoint the doorpost with oil and anoint the windows and say, this is the land of my inheritance. This is my house. I'm taking dominion. I have authority here and everything that is not the Holy Spirit of the living God has to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every demonic power, every oppression, every confusion, every depression in the name of Jesus. Every argumentative spirit, you have to go now in the name of Jesus. Every distraction, every vain imagination that exalts itself above the glory of God. Every idol must go in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, you need to let the Lord point things out to you because there may be things in your home that need to go. When people first get saved, I often tell them, look, you need to kick the devil out of your house, but you need to throw his stuff out with him so he doesn't come back for his stuff. 
because just like that bad boyfriend or girlfriend, you kick them out the house. But if you still have that stuff in your house, they have a legal right to come back for their stuff. Kick him out and kick all his stuff out with him. If there's movies that need to go, they need to go. If there's video games that need to go, they need to go. If there's books, magazines, if there are internet sites that need to go, they need to go. It's better to cut off your hand, the Bible says, than to be drugged into hell whole. And believe me, it would be better to go to heaven not having had internet than to go to hell because you wouldn't cut it off. Whatever is in your home that gives the enemy access, cut it off. Get rid of it. God, we take authority over our homes. God, we speak blessings over our families. We take authority in the name of Jesus. We command every spirit of perversion to be broken off of bloodlines and off of generations in the name of Jesus. God, we speak forth newness of life and we give you praise that we are accepted into your family and that we are made new and that you have given us authority and dominion and a land of our inheritance and we stand today and possess it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to give you just a moment of silence to search the spirit and if there be anything in your heart that you feel the Lord is giving you to call out any circumstance or situation within your marriage within your life within your children within your home that you need to take authority against you call that thing out and cast it out now So we say pride, you have to go get out of our homes, get out of our children. Rebellion, you have to go. Unbelief, you are not welcomed in our homes in the name of Jesus. Adultery, you must go. Fornication, you have no home here in the name of Jesus Christ. We call forth the Prince of Peace. Let the God of all peace rule and reign in our hearts and in our homes. Holy Spirit, come into this home and have your way. Make it your domain. Let your dominion rule and reign. Inhabit this house as you inhabit my heart and bring peace in the name of Jesus. We cancel every curse and we cast out every confusion and every chaos in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And we thank you, God, that when the power of your kingdom comes, it disposes the power of the lesser kingdom and we can feel the tangible change in the atmosphere. And you're going to feel a change in your home and you will know that God is real. God is strong. God is able. God is faithful and God is in control and he has given us the power to take dominion over the land of our inheritance. And so now we move on to the churches and we pray as congregants for our churches, God, and we ask that you come and do a mighty work. And I ask that the pastors would even go and take authority over the houses that God has placed them to shepherd and go and anoint with oil. Pray the same things that we prayed over our house. You pray it in God's house. And in the name of Jesus, we command every spirit of gossip to be silenced and be cast out. Every spirit 
of envy and vainglory in the name of Jesus. We call you out and we cast you out. You will silence and you will not speak in the ears of the congregants anymore, causing strife and all manner of evil work and bringing division within the body. We cancel the power of offense. We command you to be cast out. We call you out and we cast you out and we take authority and we take dominion and we stand in the house of God as ambassadors of God and we take the territory back that it would be the embassy of God that the power of God would go out from it in the name of Jesus because this camp is safe because this camp is clean because we have stood our ground because we have known in whom we have served and we have taken the authority that he has given us because we have put on Christ because we walk in his righteousness his inheritance and his authority and we say this is the house of God and no other and I command every other usurping spirit to depart from it now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command compromise to flee in the name of Jesus. I command complacency and the lulling of the enemy to depart in the name of Jesus. I command eyes to be opened in the name of Jesus by divine touch that lives would be changed by the power of our king, just like it was for Paul on the road of Damascus. God, we're praying for road of Damascus experience, conversion, transformation, because Jesus never claimed anybody had been saved until they had been converted or born again. In other words, changed. God, we're calling for change. God, birth people into the spirit through the spirit. God, we're calling for the power of heaven to come and bring people into new creation, into newness of life, into a new birth by your spirit. Let each person, because you know the situations of your church, I'm going to give you a moment here to insert whatever you need to pray about or to cast out from your church. But I give you a warning. Do not pray against people because when we pray against people, we're actually praying curses. And the Bible says that blessings and curses should not come out of the same mouth. We do not pray against people. We pray for people, even those who persecute us, who despitefully use us, who reject us and hate us. We pray for people, but we do pray against the spirits that are deceiving and manipulating those people. So we pray right now against that spirit of manipulation, that spirit of control that rises up in that person that alters the service, that alters the plan and will of God for that service. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit spirit of Jezebel. I rebuke that spirit of control. I rebuke that spirit of counterfeit manifestation and manipulation. I rebuke the spirit of Antichrist. I rebuke those that desire to be worshipped in the house of God as though they were God. I call you out and I cast you out by the mighty name of Jesus Christ my King. The house of God will be the embassy of God and it will open up the gates of God to the people of God because we have put forth the decrees of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our King. And we call forth the armies of heaven to go forth and endorse the rhema word of the Holy Spirit of God. 
And now we're going to pray a short prayer for the community, but we're going to get into that more as we move past these internal prayers and start moving to the broader prayers for the community. But in the name of Jesus, we call forth unity. We call forth a spirit of forgiveness. We call forth the Holy Spirit of the living God that moves in patience, in power, in love, in long suffering, in kindness, in the power of our Lord. God, we thank you that there is all power and authority to do what only you can do. And as children of the living God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus, we bind and rebuke every oppressive force and every lie of the enemy that is coming against our towns and our communities. Every perversion that causes us to stand in opposition to the will and word of God. Every selfish act, every murderous act, and every spirit that endorses is it you are served notice now in the name of Jesus by the power of our Christ that you are evicted you are called out you are cast out we stand in the authority of the blood covenant of Jesus Christ and we say you have no more power no more authority from this day forth because the children of God are waking up they are standing up and they are speaking out and you must obey because you are a lower rank. You must come into submission to the word and will of God and to the children of the kingdom as we send forth our decrees with authority. It is done. It is written. The vision you must go. We speak it forth and that mountain be removed. Materialism you must go. We speak it forth and that mountain be removed entertainment and performance and desire for vainglory we speak it out and you must go in the name of Jesus the devourer we speak it out and you must go in the name of Jesus every curse be canceled under the power and the blood of the decrees of the children of God in the name of Jesus Christ our king the king the only king Jesus We worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord of all. Name above all names. Our glorious King. We honor you, God and Father, that as the King of glory steps down and takes your rightful place and has your way and have your dominion because your people have gone before you and prepared the way of the Lord and spoken forth the truth and brought forth decree that the King of glory might enter in because you said, who will ascend unto the hill of the Lord? But he that has clean hands and a pure heart and the King of glory shall enter in so God we pray for clean hands in the beginning as we ask for your precious blood and we pray for a pure heart as we cast these things and these vain imaginations out of our hearts our homes our lives our churches and our communities and we say welcome King Jesus oh King of glory we want to see you in all of your glory we want to see your glory because you are the King of glory and glory will come when the King steps in And he will only step in to the midst of a people with clean hands and a pure heart before him. So we command everything else to go. 
every other idol, every other lover, every other distraction, every other desire, every other vainglory, we command it all to go because you will not share your glory with another. And we bow to the King of Kings and Lord of Lord as you have your way and change this place. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.